everyone. Before we jump into the episode, we'd like to say that sharing is caring. We share a lot of ourselves with you, so we're hoping that you'd share us with some of your friends. <laughs> There's plenty of us to go around. It's super easy. Here's what we'd like you to do. Reach out to at least five of your friends and tell them to give us a listen. It's as easy as visiting glitterandbegay.buzzsprout.com. Or if they have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Pandora on their phone, simply search for Glitter and Be Gay in the search bar, and then find us under Podcasts in the search results. Let's all spread laughter, joy, and help more people glitter and be gay. Hi there, I'm Amy Cannon, writer, photographer, and single mother hustler. And I am Robbie Eicher, and I'm a creator, a drinker, a history buff. And I'm Glitter. And I'm gay. Two trashy insers from Pittsburgh, PA. Now in New York City, and they met one day. He's a homo, she's a divorcee. It's glitter and be gay. You're so gay. Hi there, welcome to our bonus episode. Bonus episode. Bonus. What is it called? Ask a gal and a gay. Amy, I. <laughs> Are you but, so proud? You know, it's like. <laughs> It's it's so it's so. Are you nice. getting like misty eyed? I'm like I you know I actually have a bonus. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> well, we did happy the, Thursday. It's Ask a Gal and a Thursday, my good girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> there was my casual stroke of the week. Yep. Awesome. Uh, we did get a question. It actually just came in this morning. It's very exciting. Um, it says Ask a Gal and a Gay, and it's from a really good friend of ours named Becca. Hey Becca. Hey Becca. I know she's a listener. She told us like the first week. Yeah. Um, she's a really cool girl and an amazing, amazing dancer. Yes. Like one of the most like, beautiful phenomenal. dancers I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, she said, Hey Amy and Robbie, your show has been such a light in this wild time and exactly what everyone needs. Aww. Aww. My question is, if you could go back to when you first started your professional careers with the knowledge and everything you have learned through your life, what would you do the same and what would you do differently? Love you both so much, Becca, set for my iPhone. <laughs> um, so professional performing yeah. career, I'm, I'm assuming. Or just I mean, how we've, we've gone from performers now to writers and producers and directors. So right, right. What, what, what would you change? Like, what, what, what would you tell yourself when you were first showing up and getting into this business. You know what's something that comes to mind right away, Robbie? What? It's not all about you. Well, it's not all about what? me. What? I mean, it's not all about me. Like It is all about me. It's not all about me. Like, I think that it's... Being an artist or a performer, it, it's a very selfish career because it has to be. You are... Your, your product. Your brand. Your own mm-hmm. representation of your own business. You are the business owner. You do it all. So you do tend to think that it's all about you. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, 20 years on the other side of things, I realize that it's so not about you. You are a small piece of the production or the experience as a whole. And granted, you are the face of maybe the production because when people go see a show, they see you. But you really are such a smaller piece of the puzzle that it does take a village and it's not always about you. And when you're asked to do something that you maybe don't agree with or you don't understand why, it's because there are so many moving parts and pieces that 
are revolving around the production holistically, that it's just not about you. And I did tend to think it was about me, as I, many people do. I think you take it a little personally. If they cut your bit or your mm -hmm. moment and they cut your song, they mm -hmm. cut your solo, mm -hmm. it could be for time. Mm -hmm. It could be because it's it's dragging down the second act. It does not, not mean you weren't story. good. It's just not moving it the story. As a writer, amazing. As a writer now, you do tend to look back at the parts and pieces of the show and said. What gets us from point A to point B with clear and concise direction? Right. If if it's not that moment, it needs to be cut. It's not because you stink at it. No, it's it's actually I would say never because of that because right. we wouldn't let it get to that point. Um, and it's hard sometimes as a writer for your favorite moments in a show mm -hmm. when you realize mm, these aren't working. It's tough for even the writer and the producer to have to cut it. But you have to. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, this is a business. I know as much as it sucks. Uh, it's a business, mm -hmm. and it comes down to dollars, cents, and ticket sales, mm -hmm. especially when you're li living in Broadway or whatever, mm -hmm. um, or and yeah. even in movies and things. So many people I know that have done movies, and their scenes were completely cut, mm -hmm. you know? And they're like, wow, that sucks, but, you know, that scene was slowing down the entire picture, or that right. moment's not working. And it, and again, even being asked to do something yeah, weird. Why are they or, doing... Why are they asking us to do this? I can't believe they're asking... It always has a purpose. Yeah. It's never for shits and giggles. No, it's it, all to... And you have investors, you have mm -hmm. money, a lot of money a involved. A lot of money. And a lot a of lot risk. Of, a lot of risk. A lot of moving parts and pieces that all need their moment. Right. It's just not I mean, I also you. think about... Like, when you're doing live theater, the risk involved in investing in live theater is so much higher than a movie. A movie makes most of his money back in two weekends. Mm -hmm. A show can take 10 to 20 years to recoup. If mm -hmm. it's, I mean, Wicked took how long to recoup? And mm -hmm. it was selling out every every show. Right. Um, right. So I think that is good to know. And to not take it personally. Yes, you need to have a sense of, of I am a product and I need to protect myself and make sure I'm doing what's best for my career at all times. But just know it's usually not personal against well, you. Well, I, th I think what you're talking about now is really important because a lot of our listeners are artists or in the business, but a lot of them aren't. And that don't take it personally. Yeah, I even struggle with that. Still, I struggle with that with my writing. I struggle in my photography. You know, I recently did headshots for someone and sent them their headshots and didn't hear back from them. I reached out and I said... Hey, did you get the headshots that I sent you? And he said, yes, I hate them. And I was like, oh my God. And he said, absolutely nothing you did. I'm just not happy with myself right now. And they showed me that I need to take better care of myself. And I need to spend more time um, taking care of me and not yeah. worrying about everybody else. It had nothing to do with that. So again, it trying not to take things personally and realizing that there's always other reasons that mm -hmm. could be involved. And this is if you're a business owner, you work for someone else. Customer service. Customer service. You you really, and I, again, I struggle with this. I know I do. We've had this conversation mm -hmm. at nauseum. Like I do tend to th take things a little too personal. And that's something that I'm trying to work on. And yeah. a good piece of advice, I think, for anybody in any industry or business. Yeah. I think for me, I would tell young little Robbie who's come to New York at 18, stop trying to control the narrative of your life mm -hmm. and what you see is where, where your trajectory is. I, of course, had a plan and how it was going to work. I would say to him, one, you are more than your body. So stop being so unhealthy. Eat, you dumb slut. Well, stop letting the scale dictate, dictate the stop overall vibe your, of your day. Stop comparing yourself to the guy whose body you'll never have because you're just not built like that. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. never going to look like, you know, there's a kid Peter in my program who was like an Adonis. And I was like, you're never going to be Peter. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be like that. That's not the rules you were meant right. to play. And Peter's never going to be you. Yes. Like, own, own yourself. Mm -hmm. And second of all, 
expand your horizons much sooner. Just pay attention to that lighting class a little more. Learn a little more about lighting and how it works and, and what's going to happen there. Really, I mean, I was proud enough to take a writing class in college, which got me into writing. And mm-hmm. I was the mm-hmm. first, but I didn't do that until senior year. I wish I would have done it sooner and honed my writing skills at a younger age. Well, I think people tend to think if they have a plan B, it's because they don't believe in themselves in the plan A. And that is absolutely not true. You should have a plan B, C, C and D. D. Find the other things that do give you passion. I know so many actors are like, I don't know what else I would do. Okay, that's. but have you tried? Have you looked for something else to do? Because I bet something else will ignite your passions that you didn't know. I really would. I love recording music. I love recording background vocals. I love being in a recording studio. I would have never thought that in a million years. That's where I would end up in doing a lot of my job. I wish I would have taken... I mean, anyway, you had an amazing recording program. I wish I would have taken some classes there and know a little more. Because I could have my own recording business well, if I, I would have we, thought about it. we tend to have tunnel vision. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do and I'm only doing this. Because if I even think about anything else, th- this could not succeed. Right. Like, I have to only There's also the on pressure this. on you of like, I'm paying a lot of money for this. My parents are paying a lot of money for this. And they're going to want me to succeed in, in what I set out to do. What I set out to do was work in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And I know that's where I belong. And I think a lot of you who are artists want to work in the entertainment industry. There are a myriad of ways to do that. There are also ways to work outside of it and still be a part of it. You don't have to be a professional actor. You can be a lawyer and do shows on the side. Well, if you think about it, your skill set that you may have learned, let's say you were a theater major, um, a pandemic hits, you say to yourself, what am I without performing? Like, I don't know how to do anything else. Where you're probably a great public speaker Mm -hmm. because you took acting class and you have to say lines in front of people and you don't have quote-unquote stage fright. Think of all the things you could do that you could use your voice. You can use your voice for some good. You know, like there are a million things that you can do, but you have to really get creative and think, what is my skill set? Write it out and say, where could I apply a lot of these different things in a lot of different ways? Mm -hmm. It's not just theater. Yeah, it's it's very true. And I think there are ways to also... You know, if you are an actor or a dancer, you know a lot about taking care of your body and being in tune with that and, you know, tips and tricks and things like that that you can help other people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have, have you know, reached out to other people and are like, I need to lose weight or I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Give them a positive way. And because we work in an industry that's so visually oriented and it's very hard on, I think, actors and dancers to... It's terrible. To, to be a certain way. How do you do that without losing your mind? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like the younger me, I would just be like, you're, you're going to find your place here and it, get rid of that tunnel vision. And I think mm-hmm. for all of us, I think one thing this year has taught us is how to pivot. We love our like pivot segments and mm-hmm. I've seen so many of my friends become teachers and, mm-hmm. and they've found a passion for teaching right. younger people to do this. Real and estate agents. Real estate, a lot of people have gone you, to real estate. You know how to sell shit because you know how to sell yourself. And you can act. And you can act and mm-hmm. you can... You can you know how to bullshit and you mm-hmm. know how to take something shitty and flip it to mm-hmm. make it good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's I think that's really important for everybody. And that's something I would do. I think I would do the same though is is have just as much fun mm-hmm. as I've had doing this for the last um, God how many years like eighteen years. And try to embrace the job that I'm doing, even though it may not be the job that I want to be doing. It's a job, and it's I'm going to give it a hundred percent. Hundred percent, and remember, and I'm learn something. Remember from what it. the point is, and it's to make people. Think and to make people be happy, to make mm-hmm. people escape, to make people uh, understand other people in a very positive environment. And I think to do that, you need to remember that you have to be smiling while you do it. Mm-hmm. 
the audience will not have fun if the people who make the show aren't having fun. Mm-hmm. And I think the best shows I've seen that people who are in the shows love them. Like Book of Mormon, everyone who's in Book of Mormon loves being in that show. Mm-hmm. Chorus Line's another one. Everyone who's ever done Chorus Line loves being in Chorus Line. Yeah. And I think that's why those shows are so successful because they're telling a story they care about and they love it. Mm-hmm. And the creative team obviously loved it and everyone mm-hmm. loved it. Not that they didn't work hard or anything, but smile a little more and right. don't get so bogged down and something mm-hmm. I was very good at was never letting myself get like depressed because I didn't get a job mm-hmm. I was always kind of very good at being like oh well guess someone else deserved it more mm-hmm. or in this moment they got the job because they needed someone who was I don't know five foot four not five foot eight you know mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. letting go of that and again not taking it so fucking personally mm-hmm. um, so that that's a great question I think it, it applies to a lot of things Becca so yeah and we know this year has been incredibly hard for a lot of people, but especially our performing friends Mm -hmm. and those in the business. We know that this has just been horrible on so many levels, and we just applaud each and every one of you that have managed to pick yourself up and pivot and do something that makes you happy or pays the bills or challenges you, and you deserve all the praise and applause that the world can offer you. So keep doing what you're doing. People see it. People notice it. And it's just an amazing thing. And we'll be back. I mean, we'll be back. The theater industry, the entertainment industry, we'll be back. People need it. It's it's not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. every time this, something like this happens, whether it was after 9-11 or after the stock market crash in 2008, it comes back better. Right. And I think that's what we have Sometimes to remember. Sometimes you got to break something down in the foundation so you can rebuild, rebuild it, it even better. And I think a lot of the issues that have been in this industry have been mm-hmm. brought up during mm-hmm. this time. And I mm-hmm. think it's time to build back better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's New York's motto. Yes. And I think that goes for entertainment body, and Broadway. Different body Broadway, types. Ethnicities, um, ethnicities, ethnicities, cultures, mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. All need to be brought back better. A lot of different voices are going to lo- be heard and now. Better, and not better voices, but... Voices that haven't had a chance to sit at the table. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to sit back as a white man and say, mm-hmm. what is the story we need to tell? 100%. And how are, you, how are we the same? Mm-hmm. What are the things that unite us and what mm-hmm. makes us different? Because mm-hmm. I think that's what we need to be telling in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so great. So that's Thank our Thank you so episode. much, Becca, great, for Becca. writing in. And, and I can't um, wait to see you dance again. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and like and download and tell your friends. This is Amy Cannon. And this is Robbie Eicher reminding you to glitter and be gay. Glitter and be gay.